You are now listening to the IELTS podcast. Hello there. Hope it's all going good. Thanks for downloading the podcast again. In this episode, we're going to look at the listening exam, uh, the listening part of the exam. It's divided into three parts, this podcast. First, we're going to look at quickly just a brief overview of the exam. That'll take about two or three minutes. Then we're going to look at specific tips to help you improve, to help you score higher. And specifically, we're going to look at a trick the examiners play on you. All right? (laughs) This is just a a trick and it's good to know before you go into the exam. Then, in the third part of the podcast, we're going to look at improvements or how to improve your general listening skills. Specifically, why it's difficult to understand native speakers. Why sometimes it just sounds like a block of sound and you cannot distinguish any words with what they're saying. Okay? And this is a vital skill. So, with no further ado, let's get cracking. Now then, the listening exam. It's going to be divided into four parts. In the first part, you'll have the dialogue. And this is usually an informal or semi-informal conversation between two people. Okay? Semi-informal will mean it's like not a professional situation. Maybe it's a, um, I don't know, a student and a librarian or something like that. Maybe they're asking about books or whatever. Okay? Um, Another example, it might be somebody making a complaint. making a booking for a restaurant or just simply asking about some concert, some event or something like that. Okay, this is the easiest section of the exam. Now, section number two is a monologue, one person speaking. Maybe it's a uh, a discussion, maybe they're giving instructions, maybe they're describing rules or procedures to follow. This is slightly harder um, because as we go through the exam, it generally gets, uh, it will get more difficult. Mm -hmm. Now, number three, usually related to education or training. And this is a conversation with up to about about four speakers. It's probably going to be more formal. And you can expect the conversation to be about education like I said before so you can expect to hear teachers students and authority okay um, the key here with for speakers speaking you need to be able to follow the conversation okay this is where watching television with subtitles are even better listen to the radio helps especially if it's one of those programs where they're debating now number four is the monologue This is the most difficult part of the exam. So, do not be disheartened or discouraged if you're having a lot of difficulty with this. Okay? Um, Like I said, if you've scored well on the first three sections and you score pretty bad on the monologue, on the section four, you can still get a band seven. So, attempt it. Don't get discouraged don't lose confidence or whatever 
but expect it to be a lot harder than the other sections, especially the first section. So that's a brief overview. In another podcast, I'll go into more detail about the gap fills, the sentence completion, all those kind of uh, exercises for the listening exam. All right. Now, let's get on to the tips, specifically the tip about examiners tricking the students. Sounds quite harsh, but it's not that harsh. That's the tip number nine. Anyway, tip number one, what you need to know is that the IELTS test isn't like other tests. In this English exam, in this English listening section, what you have to, you only get to listen to the exam once, okay? You only get to hear the recording once, yeah? Doesn't sound like a serious issue. Yeah, once, no problem. That's not bad at all. But you need to get used to getting uh, listening to the information and putting it down because you've got no second chance. The best way to get over this is just to do practice tests. Boring advice, I know. It's not advice you want to hear, but you need to do a, a, yeah at least 10 practice tests before you go into the exam. Okay. Tip number two. Keep your concentration, okay? If you've got what's called a monkey mind, (laughs) all right, um, um, you need to get that under control, okay? You need to keep your concentration for 30 minutes. You need to concentrate on the sequence of answers, on the sequence of answers, and avoid any panic, okay? If you've got a monkey mind that just goes off on random topics, so you're listening to an examiner or a worker or a friend and suddenly pop, you start thinking about food, what you're going to eat tonight or if Manchester City won. Um, you need to get that under control. I like Google answer that. Just go to Google concentration tips. They'll come up with stuff like meditation, diet and all that. But you need to get that under control. Okay. Tip number three. If you miss an answer... Don't panic, okay? Worst thing you can do is get into a panic. So if you missed that answer, just keep listening for the next answer, okay? Keep track. Don't lose where you are. Keep following it and just move on, okay? If you've got your concentration under control, it shouldn't happen that often, but don't worry. Yeah, just keep going. Keep working through, okay? Now, number four. As soon as you hear the answer, write it immediately onto the question sheet, okay? Answer the questions as you're listening. Now, this is quite a difficult skill, especially for guys, I think. (laughs) uh, Because some people say that guys cannot do um, two things at once. (laughs) I don't know. Personally, for me, that's the case. I find it difficult to do two things at once. But for the listening exam, you need this skill. You need to be able to write and listen at the same time. Okay? Maintain them both. It goes back to concentration. Um, So get this skill under control. A good way to do this is through transcribing. I'll come back to transcribing in a second. Um, But, yeah. So you write your answers immediately on the question sheet, write them down as you're listening, then afterwards you transfer them to your answer sheet. All right? Okay. Tip number five. 
read the questions between starting each section. Now, when you're reading the questions between starting each section, what you need to do is ask yourself, who's going to speak? Is it going to be a policeman, a woman, a boy, a child, a kid, whatever? Yeah, even though boys, child, kids are the same. <laughs> okay, you need to you need to think who's going to be the person speaking. All right, and um, what's the topic? Are they talking about university or immigration? Yeah, and get get your mind ready for some words that you can expect to hear. Now, this is a really good tip. The next one it's part of tip five, but it's um. Ask yourself what specific information is required, okay? Does the question ask you for a name of a building, a date, a place, a number, okay? If you can guess what specific information, it's going to make it easier to keep an ear out for that, okay? It's going to be easier to suddenly increase your concentration level when it comes around that. Okay, so yeah, predicting your answers. Also, when you're reading the question, circle the key words in the question. Okay, for example, if they say, where are they planning to go? Well, you circle where, because now you know it's going to be a place. Pay more attention for where. All right. Now, so I'll just say tip number five again. Because it's important. Read the questions before starting each section. Ask yourself, who's going to speak? What's the topic? What specific information is required? Place, date, time, number, person. Um, can you predict the answers? And can you circle the keywords? Now, tip number six. Time is provided at the end of each section to check your answers. Use the time to read the questions for the next section, okay? So you've got to check your answers quickly, yeah? But read the questions for the next section and do all those things that I said before, who's going to speak, blah, 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 to predict the answers and look for specific information. Now, number seven is um, it's quite a detailed, specific thing, but if you have trouble distinguishing numbers you need to get that under control yeah you need to learn to differentiate between 16 and 60 mm -hmm. i know that a lot of students english students have problems with this all the time yeah it's funny when they tell me that they have a child that's 60 years old <laughs> yeah they say they have a young child who's 60 years old what they want to say is, what they want to say is that they have a child who's 16 years old. Now, if you're pronouncing it wrong, there's a good chance you're going to be understanding it wrong as well. So get that part under control. Mm -hmm. um, it's usually the, the commonest, the most common problems are 16, 60, 15, 50, 13, 30. Okay, a good way to start is to get your pronunciation for that perfect and that will probably mean exaggerating a bit 13 <laughs> all right just as a start you don't have to say that for the rest of the time anyway number eight all right um this is when the examiners try to trick you so pay special attention now what they will say is they will uh, maybe give you one piece of information, then another 
that contradicts the first. Okay? And what you need to pay attention to is the final statement. I'll give you an example. If they say, yeah, um, we'll probably go by train on Friday. And the second person says, no, 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 no. Let's make it by boat. By boat's much better. I'll book it now. All right? Even though you heard we will go by train, the correct answer is the final statement. Yeah? The final one. And this is important because it's going to happen. It's just testing your abilities. It's a bit tricky. Yeah? But if you can follow the conversation and pay attention to the final one, then that's the one you need to do. Yeah? For example, uh, we'll go by train on Friday. No, 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 no. Let's make it by boat. Is everybody, does everybody agree it's by boat? No, no, no. I want to go by train. Okay, then train. <laughs> In this instance, it was train. All right? Just a rough example. But the point is, pay attention to uh, them changing their state statement or to somebody contradicting the other person. All right? Now, um, okay, kind of related to the last one as well. Tip number nine is you need to be ready for sentences which are alternative ways of giving the information. Okay? For example, uh, maybe they'll say, ah, they'll be here on Friday. Maybe they'll say, oh, they'll get to the, they'll get home on, on Friday. Yeah? Or they'll get home after Thursday. Yeah? Same information, just different ways of expressing it. Okay. Now, that was the ninth tip. Now we're going to go on to general listening skills. Now, for your general listening skills, the biggest tip I can give you is one related to what almost all of my students have been emailing in and saying to me, and my students here as well, which I have in the, um, every day, they say, Ben, I cannot understand native speakers. It just sounds like a block of sound. It just sounds like blah, 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 blah. And they hear maybe the key word or question at the end. Blah, 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 blah. Do you? <laughs> now, the problem here is what's called, um, well, it's what native speakers do. Is that, and proficient non-native speakers as well. Is that... With certain words that start with a vowel, they can usually get pushed into other words, into other words. This is these are called phonetic links. Yeah? I'll give you an example now. Um if I say she is an engineer, that's quite obvious. She is an engineer. Okay? Now, if I say it at a normal speed with another native speaker. And more, more than likely, use the contraction and usually push it all together. So it sounds like she's an engineer. All right? It's all pushed together. And it even transforms and it sounds like a Z. Yeah? She's an engineer. Now, this happens a lot. There's, there's lots of words that start with vowels, obviously. Um, I'll give you another example. He's an IT technician in our building. Altogether, he's an IT technician in our building. In that sentence, he is an IT technician in our old building. 
there lots of words that uh, start with a vowel and if the the word before them ends in a consonant it kind of gets all squished and pushed together making it really difficult now the best way to overcome this problem is to start listening to authentic native speaker material like Carl said um, and when you're listening to it fine it's all right sitting there on the couch listening to it but what's even better is if you're sitting at a desk and you listen and you start transcribing it okay listen to authentic material transcribe it and then um, what transcribe means sorry is writing down every word you hear when you're listening okay this is a vital skill all right this is going to improve your pronunciation your grammar your vocabulary it's going to improve everything it's the best way and it's quite cost effective as well so what you need to do is get your hands on podcasts or programs where you've got the script or the transcript of what was being said and copy down everything and then compare it your copy with what the transcript says and yeah there's transcripts for available for a lot of things there's um bbc six minutes english there is uh i've got transcripts for some of these podcasts as well if you go to ieltspodcast.com you've got the transcripts there available for free you can download those and the added benefit of doing that is that you get to learn about the ielts exam and you're improving if you're transcribing it you're improving your core language skills as well all right so um that's one method of improving your listening skills another way okay i think the the last one the phonetic links and the one i'm going to tell you now there's an amazing video on youtube if you just put listening skills minu anglo link she goes into more detail about this and yeah definitely check that video out it's good it's good some good solid advice there um, and the second thing that she says is that, uh, which I totally agree, is that your hearing or your understanding comprehension skills is going to be bad if you've learned the word through reading. For example, if you've read the word plumber, which is spelt with a B, but you pronounce it plumber, and you expect other people to say plumber, then you're gonna have a really difficult time if you're doing the listening exam and you're waiting for that word to be uh, to be said. You're going to be waiting for plumber, but plumber doesn't exist. Maybe the speaker will say plumber, you've missed it and you've lost a point, okay? So if you've learnt words that are pronounced badly, okay that you've maybe guessed the pronunci pronunciation through reading i'd check out a talking dictionary yeah i think the best ones for these are cambridge online dictionary and you can test how it's said in british english and american english but if you're unsure about a word a new word that you that you read check the pronunciation immediately yeah because if you learn it wrong it's going to affect not only other people understanding you but the comprehension when you uh, when you 
start to listen to other people okay so now i think that's everything um thanks for all those um reviews in itunes keep them coming that's really motivating actually and i open up itunes and i've got another review so keep them coming that's really kind of uh, uh, the people who reviewed there uh, remember the transcripts are available remember to sign up as well if you if you haven't signed up you're missing out because there's loads of tips that are sent to your inbox i think on a weekly basis or something like that all right and yeah and remember send me an email if anything on your mind i cannot guarantee that i'll get back to it but i i usually do all right okay then well take care and all the best remember to leave your email for updates and early access to new podcasts